everyone. It's Beth from Texas. You can hear my voice. It must be Wednesday. It must be 7 Central Time. And this must be the Chelsea in America podcast. Hello, guys. Sorry I missed last week. Um, I was busy doing member packets, and I really wanted to get them done because it was the day before my birthday, and I wanted to take my birthday off. But that's a whole other story. So, um, But anyways, I'm back. As horrible or as good as that may be, I am back. Um, and I, before we get started, if, if you want to know what the name of this podcast is, it's going to be, you know, I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure that out at the end because honest to God, I know how I'm feeling and I think I'm in the vast minority, but I may be surrounded by friends that share my same thoughts, which I'm kind of pretty sure about. But anyways, uh, before we get started, we want to thank our sponsors. First of all, I want to thank... One World Sports. One World Sports, your place for Chelsea TV in America if you don't want to pay £5.99 to the club, and who does? Um, yes, you can get it at One World Sports. So if so, check your guide, check your uh, cable provider, satellite provider, and if you don't have One World Sports, call them and ask them why they don't have One World Sports. And not only that, tomorrow, Jonathan, tomorrow, the last test of the Ashes is on. And yes... It's on One World Sports. Unfortunately, DirecTV doesn't have it, so on them. But anyways, One World Sports. We love we love them. We also want to thank 8x8 Magazine, the coolest magazine on the face of the planet for the beautiful game. If you haven't seen it, you're missing out. If you don't have it, you're definitely missing out. It is by far the finest magazine I've seen in a long, long time. I know that once I get all my crap done from tour and catching up on membership, it's the first thing I'm going to do get my subscription to 8x8 Magazine because we have a coupon. If you are a Chelsea in America member, you have a coupon. That's a weird bug crawling around. Ooh, yuck. Never even seen that kind of bug. And it won't die. Um, anyway, sorry. Now I'll see. So that's 8x8. We also want to thank the English Pork Pie Company. Yes, fall is coming. You know what that means? Temperatures drop and it's a perfect time for pie. I know I'm looking forward to it because now that I have an office and I leave for lunch and, well, I leave for the day and go to my office, in the when it's cold, I have an English pork pie. Well, I don't have actually a pork pie. I have a chicken pie. But I get them from the English pork pie company. If you've gotten your Chelsea in America membership package, you'll find a coupon. Please, please, please use it. Use it. Indulge yourself because they are absolutely fabulous and totally delicious. We also want to thank the CST which if you are a member of the CST, if you're a paid full member, um, it's election time, so don't forget to vote. But they do so much for us, and we do want to support them. So thank you to, CS, thank you to the CST. If you've got your member pack, you've got a little thing on why you should be a member of the, of the Chelsea Supporters Trust. And also we want to thank the CPO. Love the CPO. It is our finger hold, our saying in the club that we love so much. It is important. To get a share. And there's another little thing in your member pocket, if you're a CIA member, about the CPO. Some very frequently asked questions and things like that, so consider that. Oh, beyond that, oh, there's somebody very important we want to thank. And, you know, maybe they should be at the top, which is CFC UK USA. Your Chelsea fanzine, the best, best fanzine in the entire world, delivered right to your door for $2. You don't know how to get the fanzine? All you got to do is ask Dan. You can tweet him, or you can tweet CFC UK USA, right? Exactly. And we have some updated information on how to order 
Um, I've been trying to set up a website and it just hasn't been going as I planned. So we're just going to be using PayPal for now. So I will be tweeting to um, chapter heads and different people in CIA, but I will also mention it on here. If you would like to order, you will need to send your payment and payment details will be in the tweet as well to cfcukusa at gmail.com and you'll be doing that via PayPal. So that's how you'll be, be ordering and it's extremely important that in your PayPal order under the message section, you must, must, must include your address or else I just have money in my account and I don't know who I should be sending the fanzine to. So that information will all be given to you to chapter heads and posted on Facebook pages. So make sure that if you do subscribe that you send your money via PayPal and then you include your mailing address and your actual name because I know some people don't put their actual name on their PayPal account. So if your thing says John Doe with an address, all right, I need your name. So there we go. Yay, Dan. So that's all ready to go. I can start, I guess. <laughs> Just uh, on my thoughts in general or about City specifically? Um, are we going to start with the match? I say let's start with the match. Okay, let's start with the match. Um, for me, at least lineup-wise, there was no, no real surprise when I saw Ramirez filling in for uh, Oscar, who was, out, who was out injured. And then from there, it was our, pretty much our normal... Uh, Normal starting eleven. That's kind of what I had anticipated. Um, even if, even if Oscar was healthy, I believe that uh, Ramirez would have started in place of William to begin with, because that's kind of what Mourinho seems to do in those those big matches. You know, he likes to stick Ramirez in either on the wing or back um, next to next to Montage. So, uh, no real surprises there for me, personnel-wise, but. Um, the first minute of the game was pretty telling as to how the rest of the match was going to pan out as Aguero just snuck right in and uh, on a pretty pretty nice pass, but pretty textbook, you know, how do you how are you going to beat Chelsea? Beat them with your pace, with a pass, you know, past the back line. And uh, obviously Begovic came up with a save early on, but I think that that was pretty telling how how the match was going to was going to pan out in the early days. Hold on a minute. Dan, can you add Humans Nizzi? Yes. Uh while he's doing that, I guess I'll add, put in my two cents um going on those lines. Yeah, like, like Dan said I was I figured that's essentially the lineup we we're going to go with. I think that um Begovic uh, had a had a great match except for the two goals that he let in, uh, or three goals I should say. Um, but to be fair, I think that uh, funny it was kind of funny to see Ramirez actually finish the goal, which was wrongfully called offside. I think that that 
was the big turning point of the whole match because at that point, I believe it would have been one one, uh, and I, I we probably would have went on to win the match instead of losing it, you know, three nil. Um, by the end of the match, I was I was very tempered and yelling obscenities at the TV, and they are uh, one of our pub owners had to come tell me to uh, take it easy on his stool because I uh, slammed this not really slammed the stool, but I uh, <laughs> I was quite upset with Martin Atkinson uh, during the match, uh, especially because I would say I think it was Mangala who uh, took out um, Diego Costa, you know to the head, and then I think somebody else was probably deserving of extra card, but um, all in all, we it was definitely a very, I'm going to use a Beth word here, a very turgid performance by Chelsea. Um, I don't feel like you know our first two matches of the season, or even really in preseason, we haven't really been up to pace, um, so hopefully coming up with West Brom this weekend, we'll you know, get, get our match legs underneath us and get a roll going, because one point from the first two matches is definitely not a good way to start the season. I would agree. I didn't get to watch it. I was working. Some ways I'm glad, in some ways I'm not so glad. But um, actually, I'm going to let Human talk because I've got a feeling Human is Human on yet. Hello, everybody. How are you folks doing? Human, I'm so much better now that I've heard you. I know. It makes everything better, right? Yes. (laughs) So, uh, are are we talking about the city match, I take it? Yes. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Hi, everybody. For people I I just joined, so uh, Human, Portland, Oregon, at Stumptown Blues on Twitter, and Zanuzzi everywhere else, I guess, still. Um, Yes, so city match. It was interesting. Honestly, to be 100% honest, I went into that match thinking we were going to get a draw, best case scenario, and a loss was kind of the feel. I don't know why. I just had a feeling, even though I still pick Chelsea to win every match, just had that sort of feeling going into it. It's City away. It was going to be a hard match no matter what. Um, There were a lot of disappointing calls. That should have been a red card um, when Costa got hit in the head. And I think the play wasn't all there. The guys were tired. They seemed tired on the pitch. I don't know what was going on. Maybe it was a preseason schedule. Um, Excuse my dog going off in the background there. Maybe it's other factors. I don't know. But they, they seemed tired. Everyone seemed slow and tired on the pitch. It was not our best match, and you know what? Whatever. Second match of the season, a lot of stuff's happening right now. I'm not really worried about it. I mean, whether we win or lose, I still have a good time hanging out with people and watching the match, so there you go. I'm not going to go too far into analysis because I I could get very dangerous if I do that with certain players and what they did and the refereeing and all that stuff. That's not happening. I'm keeping a positive attitude. That's not a bad thing. Right. Um, well, I, Dan, do you want to talk? Yeah, I mean, I just kind of think that... I mean, when I think about it, I mean, I look back and I think how we played maybe the last five, six, seven matches of last year. And to be honest, we don't look much different. <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, our last three matches last year were a draw, a loss, and a win on the final day. And we've started off this year with a draw and a loss. And it it's not the result that's the most troubling to me. It's how we're playing that's that's the problem. You know, there's games where you might lose 3-0 and, you know, you might have worked your ass off and you had chances and their keeper was on their day that day and he just saved everything and, you know, you got unlucky here, unlucky there and, you know, that happens sometimes. But it's more the way that we've been playing that's been fairly troubling to me that uh, that has me the most concerned. And I think there just seems to be a lot of complacency and, and, you know, we're used to seeing Chelsea kind of have this kind of mental toughness and, yeah, we get bad ref calls all the time you know that's nothing new to us as fans or the players and I feel like you know that's kind of something that they just need to play through and and not worry about but it's not even not even just that it's just the whole attitude and mentality that just kind of seems to to not be at a hundred percent you know I mean these guys are professional athletes and yes they might not be at hundred percent fitness but no team is at a hundred percent fitness yet so that really can't be excused but but mentally you can be 100% mentally sharp, and for some reason we really seem to just be lacking that kind of mental toughness that, that we're used to seeing. So you guys ready for me? Should we hold on? Should we put a seatbelt on? <laughs> Go for it. No, honestly, Dan, you know I admire you and I and everything else like that, and but I'm going to disagree with you. I think we are two weeks behind everybody else because we're two weeks behind in training. Everybody else started their training program. You know, here's here's the thing that nobody wants to talk about, okay? Um, Jose, had made, Jose made a decision. Um, that we were, you know, that in today's, you know, I remember back in the day, back in the 70s, back in the 80s, back in the 50s, back, you know, I don't remember back in the 50s, but talking to Roy Bentley, talking to Bobby Tambley, talking to players from the 70s and the 80s and even the 90s. Man, when the season was over, drink, smoke, party all night, they, they and, and worked because they had to make a living because they didn't make a lot of money. So Jose's idea, according to sources that I have, was that he was going to cut and allow them a good long break and say, you know what, they they train every day. Even when there's not training, they're training a little bit. And so we had, I mean, our first day of training was two days before we played, played the Red Bulls game, which was easily two to three weeks after Man City, Liverpool, Man United, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, had started their training program. We started like that, okay? Jose took a chance on that, okay? Because he said, maybe if we do that, people won't be so tired at the end of the season. You know, if we gain three weeks now, maybe we'll get three weeks at the end. Was it a good, de- was it a good decision? Well, at this moment in time, no, it was a shitty decision. Well, let's wait till the end of the season. Because if at the end of the season, it, and then you know what's really funny is that Dan and I think you were you were there, or maybe both of you were there. Um, Mario talked about it at a couple of the star of the stools 
that a couple of times he like trained all summer long, he was fit and everything, and he went to summer, you know, and he came in for preseason training and he was he was hot and he was da 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 and he got about six games in and then he just fell apart. And he said, You can overtrain. And then you're not ready for when the season comes and you end up falling apart at that point. So I'm going to chalk it up to, to that, number one. Number two, we have some players on our on our squad, I think, that are getting found out, and they really got found out on Sunday, okay? Um, I love Brandon to bits, but he is limited in what he can do. Rami can't dribble, nor can he pass the ball. That's a problem as a midfielder. Gary Cahill doesn't make the right decisions all the time. JT's getting old and slow and was flat-footed in the match. Aspie's better on the right than he is on the left. William can't, William can't finish. Diego Costa spends too much time on the ground, and I don't think Hazard's ready to play yet. Um, I think I think he's one of the key ones that needs an extra two or three weeks. So all of the weaknesses were compounded because they're not fully ready to play yet, you know, because they didn't get that extra two to three weeks. I don't think I don't think it was passion, but I didn't see the game, so I'm going to have to go with what you guys saw. I don't think anybody played without passion. I think they let themselves down, but I think they let themselves down on things that they don't do really well. And I'm not a big fan of Oscars. I don't know how a one-footed player is ever going to be successful in a, at the top of the Premier League, but that's just my opinion, and I'm willing to do that. All set aside, what I know it wasn't, what I know it wasn't, okay, it sure the shit was not. Eva not being on the bench, which I've heard ad infinitum, and I'm sick to freaking death. Okay? It's not Jose, because I believe in Jose, because seriously, from everything that I did read and the way that we were playing, which should have been 9 0. Okay? So, you know, I, I, was, I was not shocked because I'm so used to it. You know, that if we don't win every game 8-0, we're shit. I'm just not. I'm just, I'm just over. And anybody that thinks that doesn't understand. I don't want Chelsea to win every game. There's a part of me that doesn't want Chelsea to win every game. Why? Because I like watching the game. I like thinking that we're not going to Okay? And honestly, was I sad when JT got pulled off? You're damn right I was. But it's the end of his career and he, like me, just has to get used to it. Okay? Did he have a good first half? No, not particularly. Would I have taken Gary Cahill off instead? Yeah, I probably would have. Because from what I read, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, Gaz was pretty much default for the first goal. He got undone. And he has a habit of doing it. And I always believe we're always stronger. But my feeling is this. Right now... Our midfield is what's letting our team down. Not the back four. Not Begovic, who I, from all accounts, had an unbelievable match. Okay? It's our midfield. If our midfield can't hold on to the ball, 
That means we're playing 11 against 5. And that seems to be what happened on Sunday. Was that our midfield let us down. Not our back four. Because we couldn't hold the ball in the middle of the park. And we we won the league in 2005 and 2006. In two, you know, all of those years that we won the league. We won the league with a midfield that could boss it. And our midfield couldn't boss a plaything. Couldn't boss a group of five-year-olds up in that league. Now, does that mean that we're totally shit we might as well start counting ourselves ready for relegation? No. No. I don't believe that for an instance. Okay? Number one, it was City. Number two, it was City at home. Number three, they hate us. And they've got the hump because they didn't win the league. I don't think they're going to last the whole season playing that way. I really don't. I think they're going to come out of the box strong and they're going to fade away. But that's just my opinion. But what I don't like, and I'm doing this for Danny and I, are all these chicken littles running around crying that the sky is falling. Get rid of Jose. He's clueless. Blah, 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 blah. And I'll tell you something else. The same people that call him new. Uh, oh, God, don't even start that. His name is... <laughs> don't, even, don't even get me on that one, okay? It, and the it's... other thing is, if anybody, if anybody that is a Chelsea supporter really thinks the reason that Pedro came to London today was because of the result in City on Sunday, I want some of that those drugs because I need to be that <laughs> Because that is the most ridiculous, obtuse, stupid thought that I could ever imagine. I, you know, I, I definitely agree with you about our midfield, Beth. It is lacking some teeth lately. Um, I, I do have to say that our our back four, they're falling into bad habits. Um, and it's bad habits, like you said originally, that, that they've always had. Brana's been playing like Branna, and I love him as well, but way too far up, way too many times, uh, isn't tracking back quick enough, and that's the way it is. I mean, we need to fix a few things in the back, I think, but it is mainly our midfield that has been letting us down, at least in the last two matches and over the summer as well. Um, Hazard always needs a few games to get into it in the season. Uh, in the first match, I actually saw for the first half, he was lifeless, didn't really do much. And then towards the end, when we were <laughs> at a draw or behind, all of a sudden you started to see him come alive because he kind of gets into this habit, I think, that when we don't need him as much, he almost doesn't work as hard as he does when we do need him, when it becomes the hazard show I want to I don't want to say it but you know when it becomes oh crap we don't have anyone else performing everyone turns to him and he all of a sudden starts performing but when everyone else is doing well or doing you know decently he sometimes tends to turn it off a little bit and I think that's just him and he'll grow as a player and soon he'll always be on and that'll be amazing um and also it's the beginning of the season so who knows who knows where things are gonna go and yes that it, that whole deal today was not just because of the city. No, no. It, it, but how many tweets did you see? Oh, well, I see Chelsea's finally got a wake-up call. Oh, God. We've been trying to get that. Yeah, no. It's I, same, know, it, I know, I know, I know. I mean, I put it out there. It's like, listen, I don't know why y'all thought 
that he was going to go to Man U anyways. <laughs> no, but everybody I know told me in July we were going to sign. You know, so why did you all of a sudden think that Man U were going to sign? Only the press, the only thing, you know, is that the press told you that was happening. Well, they fucking hate us anyways. Oh, that's the thing with the fans. I mean, it's the same thing last season when we were doing too hot. Oh, no, Jose's horrible. Da, 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 da. Really? And then when he wins the season, oh, I trusted him all along. I believed him from the start. I told, no. Guys, just let it go. It's fine. Trust Jose. Trust our team. Trust our management. You know, trust the players. What out if we don't win? You know, not a big deal. It's it's not all about winning the matches. And honestly, if we do get relegated, one of my favorite songs will be awesome, will be back. So that's okay by me. I guess we'd have to change it a little bit, but we could do it. <laughs> now we win. Yeah, there you go. It's, you know, it, it is what it is, and I am really tired of people doubting the team and everything. And just bad-mouthing every decision. Yes, last year we came out of the gate and we were hot. And we were just killing everyone. And it was amazing. It was great. And everyone else started slow. But you have to remember, the second half of the season, we weren't so hot anymore. We weren't killing everyone. We were still there, but we weren't killing everyone. And everyone else started to perform well. So it's their turn. They can perform at the beginning of the season if they want. City who is doing very well right now. I have to give it to them. First two matches, they're doing great. They're coming out hot. They didn't come out so hot last season. United came out horrible at the beginning of last season, and then they ended up being better towards the end. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time. You know, we can't play the exact same team as last season. This isn't last season. Things have changed. Players have moved around. Strategies have changed. People have come into their own. So, you know, got to take it one game at a time. We've played two games. We have 36 to go. It's a long season. <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree that um, we are off to a bit of a slow start. Our midfield has not been well. Um, but I, I had I had heard what Beth was alluding to earlier that we, you know, just they gave a bit of a break so that you know we weren't going to be so knackered at the end of the season. So hopefully, um, after these first two matches, we get the cobwebs tested off. And we're gonna come out strong uh, this and weekend. I'm sorry, because, I don't. Uh, West Brom. Who did City play week before last? West Brom. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So West Brom. Yeah. So if 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 we lose to West Brom, then I'll say City came out strong. Okay. <clears throat> if so, let me ask you this question: If we go to West Brom, and I'm assuming City also had to go to West Brom, and we beat them four 0 and City beat West Brom, I think, 2-0 or 3-0. Who's better? <laughs> well, we're better. Even though we lost to them, we're better. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter what happens. We're better than City. I mean, that's not a question. <laughs> well. I mean, I just think you guys know what I'm saying. No, totally. It doesn't matter. The press will you know, kill us no matter what. I mean, they were all over United winning 1-0 at their first match. Oh, they showed some resiliency and came out ahead. Da-da-da-da-da. Really? Really? Or the fact that Everton came back to draw uh, Watford in their first match. 
oh, such resiliency by Everton coming back for the draw. It was Watford. Now, don't get me wrong. I like Watford as a team. I watched a few of their matches due to my old next-door neighbor. They're a good squad, but come on. Nathan Ake is there now. Isn't that where Nathan went? Uh, yeah. Yep. yep. Yep, which makes me really happy because I like Nathan. <laughs> No, I agree. I mean, it's just the height of ridiculousness. No. So. There's just too many people hitting the panic button. <clears throat> you know, I mean, m- most people's expectations for the league in general this year was that it was going to be a dogfight, you know, that it was going to be much closer, that there'd be a lot more teams competing throughout the season. And I think we're going to see that. And we've seen that so far the beginning of the year. And I think, not saying that we, Chelsea, are going to keep continuing the way with the year started, but I just think, in general, the league is going to be like that this year. You're going to see teams, you know, maybe the top five are all within three, four points of each other. You know, I feel like it's going to be, that's what the league's going to be like this year. So, you know, losing our minds over two matches where one is a potential title contender in City at the beginning of the year, at City is not, it's not as big of a deal as some seem to make it. So what is your take on all of these people? I mean, I saw Kath made it. Kath sent out a tweet this afternoon about somebody who had, was selling their ticket for this weekend, West Brom. And now is reneging on the deal since we're going to sign Gabriel. I think that just kind of shows people's mentality. The world's over, and now Pedro's going to be the savior that's going to save Chelsea from our demise of the 15-16 season. I think everybody just takes everything to the extreme. <clears throat> yes, Pedro's a good signing, but... I mean, it's not it doesn't mean we're going to win every single match from here on out. And just because we lose one match doesn't mean we're going to lose every single match. There, there's such a high and low that everybody seems to feel instead of just keeping a level head about everything. Do you know what pisses me off the most? Go ahead. Those people that continually... You know, just make comments like, I mean, seriously, if you, if, if you're such a great friggin' manager, why the hell aren't you, man, why does it, why aren't, don't you have a contract in City or Chelsea? If you're such a great friggin' manager, okay, as some of these people purport to be, you know, why, I mean, does that make, am I making any sense? Because I see that all the time. Oh, well, Jose should have done this. Jose should have done this. Jose should have done this. Blah, 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 blah. He's an idiot. We don't know what the fuck he's doing. It's like, dude, where are your credentials? How many fucking Champions Leagues have you won? Dickhead. Uh, with that being said, if anyone from Chelsea or any other Premier League club would like a manager or an imagining assistant, I am available to do that. This is who, man? Zanuzzi, by the way. Not reported <laughs> to be any better, but, you know. Just putting it out 
I love you, buddy. But I mean, no, seriously. I mean, no, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I couldn't win if I was Joe. Are you kidding me? The man is amazing as far as it goes. And you know what? He has personality. Deal with it. That's why we love him. That's why he's the special one. Come on. People yeah, and forget. Cowmates. Yes. <laughs> Yes, he is a special one. That's why he's a special one. Come on, folks. I mean, do you not remember his first stint? It was outrageous as well. It's great. I, mean, I love you it. I remember last season. Oh, yeah. Or the season before where he was like, oh, we're not going to win. And then we came within what? Three points of winning the league that year? And he was saying from the very start, we're not going to win. Yeah, and then we were like, the little horse. Season, we'll win it. We were the little horse. <laughs> No, everybody thinks they have the solution, and Mourinho has no clue, or whoever has no clue. So. And I just, all I want to say to him is, you know what, dude, I'm sure you're awesome. Just show me, show me, show me the um, the Champions League trophies you win. That's all. That's all I need. Just show me your credentials. The Champions League, the Premiership, the Super Cup, the FA Cup, the... Uh, Spanish League, the, the Italian League, Serie A, you know. The Portuguese the League. Portugal, the Portuguese League, yeah. Like, uh, there's a really good interview, I think it's with BT Sport, that it's about a 20-minute interview that just got released uh, today or yesterday with Jose. Uh, and I, There's a link to it through the We Ain't Got New History site. Uh, it's really good, it's about 20 minutes, and it's, you know, just a general interview talking about him his, you know, his managerial career and coming back to Chelsea and then some of his views going forward. So if you guys haven't seen that, I would suggest uh, finding that and watching it. So. I just, I am just absolutely just, it's laughable. It's absolutely freaking laughable. I am sick to freaking death of it. Oh, yeah, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. If he was such a good manager, you know, he would have done what I told him to do. Yeah, right. You know what? Go just do me a favor and get a job. Just get the get the job and then play Jose head-to-head and when you get your fucking ass wiped, don't. I will say I told you so. <laughs> and you know what? Somebody asked... Somebody asked on something, I don't remember where where it was, if Jose had gotten too arrogant. If anybody's arrogant, it's fucking Pellegrini and, and Van Long. You know? And no, I like my manager's arrogant thank you very much. And no, I, you know, and that whole, I, I got in an argument with somebody actually. Um, how can it be sexist of Jose to put to to refuse to let Eva on the bench when he did exactly the same thing to to the other person who happens to be a male? Because didn't because you know if you have a nice ass, you're untouchable. Like it's ridiculous. The Chelsea supporters blew it out of proportion. How many uh, how many people do you follow that are supposedly Chelsea? That we're having a go about Ava not being on the bench. Was she fired? And I have this question for you. I'll ask all three of you. Okay, guys. 
if you called your, if you, if you went out and publicly to thousands of people, basically came out and said, yeah, I agree with you guys. I work for an idiot. Okay. Would you expect to have your job the next morning? No, obviously not at all. And when it comes to, to the people defending her so heart so adamantly, if I I posted it on Twitter and on Facebook, but I basically said if she was a, she were a fifty five year old bald guy from Blackpool, no one would care. And by that I'm not saying anything about me being sexist. It's about no one else would even know who she was beforehand if she wasn't a good-looking woman. And that's the reason that people are so got so outraged about that is that they think that just because she looks good that she's untouchable. It's not about who she is or if she's male or female. It's about what happened. And it doesn't matter who you are, you know, something needs to be done. And, I mean, I feel like in the whole situation, there were a lot of people in the wrong. But if you go out and, and publicly kind of, she was very passive-aggressive in her post, you know, talking about Mourinho, I mean, what do you expect to happen? I mean, so. I... I agree. I agree. And I'm sorry. It's You can't call it sexist when for the same action, the same thing was applied to both people who happen to be different sexes. Now, yeah, John if, he would, if he would have allowed the guy to come back but not her, okay, that's an issue. And I want to know, you know, because I've got some questions for our physios, you know, and she's not the head doctor. She's a physician, yes, okay? But I have some questions. Who the hell approved Diego Costa to play, not once, but twice, last season, when he was obviously not fit? That is an excellent question. Uh, the other guy's name, by the way, John Fern, or F-E-A-R-N. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right or not. But, yeah, he didn't get to play. No one blew that one out, but... He did the exact same thing. I was like, oh, what about him? And it's just because... And see, that's the sexist part. That's the thing I don't like, is the fact that they're blowing it, it all out of promotion. Because she's, a, yeah, well, yeah. she's a woman. I mean, like, if she was a guy, no one would care. That's sexist, in my opinion. Treating them equally and both being like, oh, it was bad on both, or they both don't matter, that's fine. But it was all about her, and that's wrong. And I gotta tell you, Chelsea FC needs to be freaking PR person. <laughs> also, Chelsea FC, if you need a new PR person, I am available. Once again, that's the same answer. So, you know, I mean, I am just absolutely flabbergasted. I really, I really am. I really am. I'm flabbergasted. I'm flabbergasted by people's opinions. I'm flabbergasted. I am flabbergasted that our gaffer made a decision Based on, now, do I think he said it maybe the right way in the press? Maybe not. But you know what? It's his decision. It's his fucking team. He gets to make those decisions, good, bad, or indifferent. Okay? And I will guarantee you it had to do more 
It had to do more than just what happened that moment on the pitch. Period. End of. Definitely agree. Yeah, I, I agree with first that. Bit of love yeah, there has to be more behind the scenes that's going on. And did Jose happen to, you know, after she called him out for it, did Jose come out and say, well, actually, the reason is, is because, you know, four times she said Costa was fit and he wasn't. And I've asked them what's the matter and they can't give me an answer. They say, you know, you know, or whatever the whatever the hell the issue is. Did he come out and do that? No, he didn't. So, yeah. So there you have it. Just my humble opinion. Not that I have an opinion, but <laughs> you never have an opinion. No, I don't. I'm just well, should we move on to bigger and better actual pressing things? Yes, please. Hi. Well, as we do that, I'm going to take this moment. I can only join briefly today, but I wanted to make sure I got in on the call. So I will talk to you all next week. Um, I'll send my picks in. If not, I just picked everyone right. If I forget to do it, by the way, I just get the highest number of points. So, okay. Yeah. That works for me. Yeah, right. <laughs> or I just picked Chelsea to win all the matches somehow. It's happened. Right. Never. Uman, I'm pretty sure I can probably pick a majority of people. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I was say, last time, I remember one time, Human, you gave me your proxy pick and you did it pretty well that week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Isn't it great? I love doing the proxy pick. <laughs> Have a good day, guys. And you know what? Whatever happens, right. onwards and upwards. We've got the whole season ahead. And my favorite part right. is that to you, it's Mon. back. And congratulations on the Stumptown Blues as well. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We are happy. We're excited. Well, nobody is more excited to have you in charge of Portland than me. Uh, well, Nikki's not so excited because she gets to do all the work. To be honest, if you need anything done, ask my wife. She she takes care of stuff. I'm having too much fun at the matches. So she'll remember I won't. I'll ultimately do the work, but she'll remember I won't. <laughs> Well, congratulations, and please, please, please tell everybody up there in that area that I so wish I could come up there and meet every single one. I really do. You should. You should. Not for the early 5.30 match, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Talk to you folks later. Right. Have a good one. Bye, Bye man. So, well, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about just, I mean, I know Pedro isn't official, official, but... uh. Just kind of play off it, if you were, but our, our two new signings and kind of how we think <clears throat> they'll fit in. I mean, I think the Baba Ramon signing, it pretty kind of opens up three positions for us because now we have an actual left back to play at left back. And it might free up Azpilicueta to move back to right and Ivanovich to maybe play a little bit of right back and a little bit of center back, depending depending on what on what our needs are. I know we had Felipe Luis last year, but uh, he didn't really see Yeah, exactly. And from what I've heard about Ramon, I haven't seen him play, but from what I've heard is that he's, you know, pretty good tackler and he likes to put in a cross and he has a left foot, which would be, which seems pretty good, pretty good benefit to us. So what do you guys think about that? (laughs) Yeah, I know. What is that? (laughs) I thought they had to be, have a right foot. I thought that's how it works now. 
All I can tell you about this guy is that I think for a certain young member, it could replace him a lot. I was just thinking that. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, I would really like to talk to Deborah Bobbin and see what she thinks about a new player called Baba. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not being racist or anything else like that. I'm just saying, you know. I mean, I wish him the best of luck, and I'm glad we finally do have a luck. But yeah, I... Yeah, I was getting kind of scared there for a bit because uh, the only left back we had on on the team was a converted right back, and our right back was a converted center half. So hopefully, like Dan said, we can he can get some playing time uh, and allow Espilicueta uh, to move over to the right a bit uh, because it was evident in the last couple of matches that you know uh, Ivanovich has probably less lost a step along with some of his hair uh, the past couple of years. So. Uh, it's always good to have some mobility around, especially if we don't get another center half. We may need him to be able to step in the center half every once in a while because um, we are pretty. It seems that we're pretty thin on the on the back line right now. No, I agree, and I think depending on on who we're playing, maybe if we need some some more pace in our back four, we might be able to shift shift some people around to to allow that that pace to be to be in our back four you know and I think it I don't know I just think you just need to have somebody there who is a true true left back I mean what team doesn't have a true left back you know so I think I think it's just a good a good addition and you know I, last year I was excited I thought the same thing about Felipe Luis and you know that didn't turn out but um just kind of from what I hear it kind of seems like he he'll be a good fit so I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, how he'll be worked in and and everything like that. And I think he's, I don't know how old he is. Do you know how old he is, Jonathan or Beth? I think he's fairly young. I have not. A- uh, I want to say he's about 21. Yeah. So, you know, fingers crossed. You know, hopefully we have. Yeah, he is. He's 21. So, um, hopefully we have him have him around for for at least a little while. See how he how he works out. So. I think I think some new blood is also good good for a team as well. You know, we've came out this year with the same starting eleven as last year, and you know, not trying to knock any of the players, but you know, sometimes you just need some new blood in the team to just kind of keep things fresh. Not necessarily starting in the eleven, just in the team, in the locker room, on the training ground, just some new people there to kind of you know just. Keep it keep it nice and fresh, and keep things moving, and challenge some players, and and things like that. Not gonna disagree with you. I am not going to disagree with you at all. So, but I don't know well, anything about it, but you guys know that about me. Yeah, I don't really. I have like. Like you, I've never seen him play. I haven't really paid any bit of attention to him other than knowing that we've been going after him for a bit. Um, so it would be interesting to see if he, he starts getting some game time. I'm sure he won't be starting the weekend at you know at West Brom. I'm sure it'll still be Aspil Quintet left and uh, Abanovich at right. But you know, a couple games down the season where he gets 
uh, settled in, maybe we'll start to see him get some playing time. Uh, I mean, we haven't really seen much of um, Falcao yet. Um, I'd like to see some Victor Moses, but uh, apparently he's been carrying a bit of an injury, so uh, he's almost like a new signing since he's been uh, gone on um, alone for the past couple of seasons. So I'm, I'm interested to see how he's going to do this year. I think I think he would be a great player to have come off the bench or even start matches here and there because he's extremely direct. I mean, he's in some ways he's pretty similar to to Andre Shirla, where he'll just kind of he'll just get in there and he'll make some runs and you know he's not afraid to kind of you know use his pace and just make make a little run, which we don't really have. It kind of goes back to what you were saying about our midfield kind of not not dominating. Yes, we need to dominate the ball in the middle of the pitch, but there's nobody that's just kind of making a run off off Diego Costa to come in behind and you know when you play when you have a lone man up front, you've got to rely on on your midfield players to once Costa gets the ball with his back towards the goal to make a run that he can play him in. And we don't see any of that and I think a player like Victor Moses would benefit in that kind of system with Costa because he's willing to make those runs runs forward and, and get in behind the defense, which we just don't seem to do. We just seem to hold the ball and try to make all these passes around, which just does not work. Four play, four play. Exactly. <laughs> and, and that's all we do. And I, and I see we we always seem to start out on attack and, it, and it's kind of building up really good. I'm like, okay, we'll just take the ball into the box. And we just kind of always seem to Either don't take the player on or switch the ball to the other side of the field and you know it just kind of dies out and it allows the other team to get back. And I think we just need to be a little more direct. We have the players who have the skill to be able to do it. We just don't play play direct enough. I mean, even just putting in a cross. If you have the ball in the wing, just put in a cross to towards Costa. And part of the problem is is he gets drawn out so much sometimes that you know, his first touch of the ball is 40 yards out, and, you know, now he's got to go run back into the box, and he doesn't really doesn't really do that at do that all the time. So, but I, I, I would just like to see us play a little more direct, and I don't know if that's more of a systematic change we need or a personnel change to have somebody in who is going to play more direct. Because I think our normal starting 11 is capable of it, but we just don't don't seem to do it. I don't, I mean, we've, we've always struggled with that. We've talked about it for two years. That we don't have, that there's too much foreplay in front of the box. <clears throat> you know? But it's not like, I mean, you just look, I mean, I just yeah, look back to I, I don't know how many times. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, sorry, I don't know how many times the last match <clears throat> I yelled at the TV. Get in the box. Somebody get in the box because there was nobody in the box. It was just ticky-tacka, passing it around. There was no, nobody driving in, making a run. I was. That's why I kept calling. Well, Moses wasn't, you know, Moses was injured, so he was on the bench. And when Quadrado came on, Quadrado made one, you know, he made one run at, at, at a defender. And I was like, oh, it's, there's promise, and that was it. So that's the only time we had anything. I think that uh, we need to... Be more direct because, like, we'll have a good build-up play, but it's like halfway there. We're not, we're, we can't make up our mind how we want to play because we'll have a good build-up and then we'll bring the ball back and we'll pass it around. We either need to 
be quicker on the counter and strike on the counter, or we need to you know get a good build up and start throwing balls into the box. Um, I think we're we're missing a bit of identity right now. No, I agree with that the identity thing, and I think part of it is when we don't have Fabregas and Hazard kind of you know hitting on all cylinders that it's just kind of okay, what should we do now to try and score because Hazard can't take is not taking players on and Fabregas isn't getting that great pass in and it's just kind of like okay, let's just pass it and hope that something opens up, you know, and and nothing nothing seems to come from that. I mean, I think of just last year, most of our most of the games where we scored some good goals or you know, scored a lot of goals like Swansea or even, you know, just other games. Most of our goals were when we just went direct. It wasn't, I can't even think of any off the top of my head where we had the ball and made 30, 40 passes and then scored a goal. You know, the majority of our goals were probably 10, 12 or less passes. And, you know, a lot of them are on counters, but they're not always a counter. Sometimes it's just we have a nice build-up play out from the back and we just get the ball in there and, and something happens. And I just want to see see a little more a little bit more of that. And you know, I also kinda of wanna see uh I wanna see what Falcao can do for a full ninety minutes. Um I know a lot of people are kinda of down on him this year and not give some people don't think he's gonna be very good. And I kinda of think the opposite because he he chose to come to Chelsea. I mean he's taken a pay cut from what he had at United to come play for Mourinho, I mean that's something that he's wanted. So I feel like he kind of has that desire, that will to want to play and want to do well. And from what I've seen, I mean, okay, he's had what ten minutes each game. You know, I kind of want to see him in there for ninety minutes and and see what he can do. Because I, I just have see a him and Diego Costa playing together, like because they played together at, at Athletic for a bit. So I like to see. You know, let's have more than, like you said, 10, 15 minutes with two strikers. I want a good run out. I want them to be able to start linking up and, you know, playing off each other. Because, you know, I mean, I can tell that, you know, uh, Falcao also, he, he's one that thrives off getting crosses into the box. If we're throwing crosses in towards Falcao, he can head them down, give them to Costa. They can play off each other. So I think hopefully once... You know, again, once he gets more integrated in the team, we get a, we can change our identity because we've definitely been, like I said earlier, we've been found out. We've been playing the essentially the same lineup, same four two three one since all of last season. Everybody knows exactly what we're going to do, when we're going to do it, who, who the ball is going to go to. So I think that uh, a change, maybe a change of system, a change of personnel, will definitely do us a lot of good. No, yeah, exactly. We're just too we're too predictable. Our lineups predictable, predictable, and our style of play is predictable. I mean, every week you can almost guarantee you can name at least ten, if not the entire starting eleven. So I think I mean, even if one week throw Costa and Falcao in on the starting eleven, I mean, no one's expecting that. And I couldn't imagine if I were a center half on a team, and an hour before kickoff you hear that the team sheet has Diego Costa and Falcao, I'd be shitting myself. You know, I'd be like, oh, this is going to be a nightmare. You know, and with the way we've been playing, doing something like that might be of benefit to our team. And I would, I think it just kind of, we need to be less predictable and just kind of take a risk. And I know that's not Jose's style. He likes to kind of, you know, 
he doesn't mind grinding it out. But I think a risk at this point with how we've been playing is would be good. And I I just want to see I just want to see something different. And I'd like to see I'd like to see Falcao and, and Costa, like you said, Jonathan. I think that'd be a great a great combo. And you know, I don't care who who we're playing. If you see Falcao and Costa in, I mean, you're going to be a little bit okay. We got to change something then that what we thought was going to happen. You know, your mind's going to be you got to think twice as much now. So, well, I think we can, and I think I I don't know about this Pedro guy. I don't know about anybody other than Chelsea players. So. <laughs> You guys just got to get over it. Um, but I don't know about this Pedro guy, but what I do know is that some there are people that I talk to on a regular basis um, that have been talking about him all summer long and even before that. So I'm going to assume that. You guys want to talk about Pedro? I got to take a really quick phone call. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, Pedro, I think he's a great signing. I mean, I don't watch Barcelona too much, but from what I do see, he also seems to be a very direct player, you know, and he seems to kind of, he can pick up the ball and take players on and, you know, do that sort of thing. And he can score goals as well. So he's kind of been, I believe he's pretty much been Barcelona's pretty much their super sub the past year or two, so... Yeah, I agree. Like you, I don't really haven't really paid much attention to him uh, until we were really, you know, we he was named as one of our prospects of so picking him up. But from what I can tell, he reminds me um, a lot of Shirla. You know, plays on the wing, very direct. You know, I think that's definitely something we need. Um, that's what we needed because, like we were saying, we don't we don't really have anybody outside of Hazard that's really taking on defenders and making direct runs and you know. Um, I think also if we are playing him, that may also allow us to play more of like a four-three-three uh, style, which I think, like I was saying earlier, you know, maybe a change of change of system and a bit of a change of personnel will help us, you know, not be so caught up on what we're doing the same thing every week. So, um, and I think for in the current market, I think we got him for pretty much good for a steal of money. So um, it'd be interesting to see how he turns out. 